everybody, and welcome back to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We're so happy you decided to join us. If this is your first time listening into our podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome to you. We would love to get to know you more if you haven't been a part of the Mosaic family yet. Uh, we would love for you to join us um, for our Sunday night gatherings at St. Augustine's. They happen at 7 o'clock. Uh, we would love for you to be there. Our registration opens up on Thursday mornings. You can find all the info for that on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. Uh, so please head over there. We would love to get to know you more. Uh, today we're continuing our Sing Me a Song series. We are looking at the song that's been around for a little bit of time now uh, called Oh Praise the Name. I hope you enjoy it. This is a very well-known song. Uh, it's pretty straightforward uh, in terms of what it's talking about, uh, but has some really deep and rich meaning to it. So hope you enjoy, and we'll see you again soon. We are continuing our Sing Me a Song series here today, uh, and today we're looking at a song that I am i can almost uh, be very sure, 100% positive, that mostly everybody who's listening has heard before. Uh, this song is Oh Praise the Name, uh, written by Hillsong Worship, has been covered by many different people, has been sung in churches uh, many, many times ever since 2015 when it came out. Um, but this song is... Um, one that I think is different than the rest um, for the main reason that it just simply communicates the message of Jesus. Um, and now, I mean, there's don't get me wrong, there's lots of songs that communicate the message of Jesus. But, uh, I mean, we talk a lot, a lot about um, on this podcast and even during this series, we've talked a lot about how certain songs, they almost uh, feel like there's a personal connection to the song for the person who wrote it. And so as you sing that song, you feel like you're uh, stepping into that person's world for a little bit, um, and it gets a little more intimate and personal. And sometimes that feels a little bit awkward, like we talked about the Raise a Hallelujah song, where this was about a couple who wrote this song um, while I think their son was really sick, and they began to sing this song in the hospital room, and their son got a lot better. And you know, the the song is great, but I think why people wrestle with that a little bit is because it's such an intimate thing for that couple who wrote it. And this song, though, Oh Praise the Name, they're the only the intimate thing about it is it simply talks about Jesus and the message of Jesus. And that's something, a level that we all can get on. And I think that's why this one stands out among so many others. I think it's one, it's a reason why many people sing this song is because it so simply communicates Jesus. And that's what makes it so powerful for people. And so I, 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 I mean, I'm probably going to be biased in this podcast, but this one, I love this song uh, ever since it came out. Um, and this song, I believe, was uh, written primarily for like the Easter season, um, but it's kind of transcended just being sung during a certain season to being so important throughout the year. And we all know those typical worship songs that we pick up around uh, certain seasons around Christmas and Easter, like uh, Jesus Messiah, we tend to sing a lot around Easter. And uh, that Carrie Job one that came out a little while ago, um, Forever. Uh, so like these songs, we generally, we focus in on them around Easter because it communicates this Easter message. And so does it all praise the name, but it's
it seems to be one that's just so encouraging and uplifting and even kind of repurposes our focus a little bit as Jesus followers of this is what it's all about. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. I'm sorry, I went out of ramble there, but I just really enjoy this song, I must say. And so this song, as I said, it quite simply talks about Jesus' story of how he died, rose again, and then it talks about the second coming, how Jesus would will one day, and we wait uh, kind of in anticipate, anticipation uh, for Jesus to return again today as Jesus' followers. And so it starts off with these two verses, I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. Um, again, just communicating just, I don't know, the, the depth and breadth of everything that Jesus went through as he was being crucified and beaten for us. But in the second verse, there is a line in this verse that um, really strikes me. And it's one that I continue to ponder on even today because uh, it's just so deep. Um, it's, it starts off the verses, that first line, his body bound and drenched in tears. There is so much weight behind that line. I believe um, the intention behind that line is talking about how um, these two gentlemen, uh, Nicodemus and uh, Joseph, who we've talked about in Mosaic before, but they are the two, they, in my mind, and a lot of people talk about it, I think people have even preached sermons on it, and how Nicodemus and Joseph have saved Easter, because they were the two who wrapped Jesus' body, um, and then they sprayed these like in, these spices over it, like it was a bit of a ritual back in that day, and they buried Jesus in the tomb. And so a lot of people talk about how they saved Easter because they physically touched Jesus' body and they knew 100% that Jesus' body was cold. It was dead. He died. What usually happened after somebody was crucified is their body was just thrown in a ditch somewhere and left to rot. But these two men, they took Jesus' body, they wrapped it, they physically touched it, and they were first-hand witnesses that Jesus' body was actually dead. Because if they threw Jesus' body in a ditch and he rose again three days later, people could say, well, he actually he wasn't fully dead when you took him off the cross then. But these two guys, they touched him, they felt his cold, lifeless body, and that proved that Jesus actually died and he actually rose again. This picture in this first line, his body bound and drenched in tears, I think it's that moment of Nicodemus and Joseph wrapping Jesus' body. They had no idea what was to come. They had no idea that Jesus was going to rise again from the dead. They had no idea that hope was still alive, that there was still purpose, that Jesus had done what was required to save them. In their minds, all hope was lost over the body that they were now wrapping to prepare to be buried. And as they wrapped Jesus' body, they drenched it in tears because they had felt like all hope was lost. (laughs) Jesus was the Messiah that they had longed for. That's who they thought he was. They thought he was going to save the day. He was going to free everyone, bring restoration to everyone. And here they are wrapping his dead body. And you can imagine the emotion that they were feeling in that moment (laughs) as they wrap his body, prepare it to be buried. And you can imagine how hurt they were, (laughs) how helpless they felt and helpless they felt as the one, the Savior they thought, was now dead. 
That is such a deep line to me. <laughs> and it really, for me, it really puts me in to the shoes of the people in that time when Jesus died. The helpless feeling, the hopeless feeling, the dark kind of confusing feeling they had after Jesus had died. And so then it continues to go forward. They laid him in Joseph's tomb, the entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah, Messiah still and all alone. And it gives us this kind of dark picture. But for us today, as we sing this song, we can sing this, get the perspective of how people felt in that day, knowing that we can praise the name of Jesus because he will rise again. And that's what the third verse talks about, how Jesus rose again. And it's kind of like this, like, I don't know, the writers kind of throw this shade on death. Oh, trampled death, where's your sting? The angel roars for Christ the King. And it's just like, death, like, what do you have on us? You know, like, our Savior defeated you. You know, like, don't come back here around here again. It's when you kind of, like, get the bully and you shame the bully and trying to push him away and doesn't have the opportunity to bully you anymore. It's that same kind of feeling of, hey, death, like, what do you have on us? You can't hurt me, you know, run away kind of thing. And then it goes into the course again. And then the last verse, it talks about um, how Jesus, the second coming, that, I mean, we've talked about this in Mosaic before, but in Revelation, it talks about how we as believers wait in anticipation of Jesus' return where the kingdom that we now experience of Jesus' love and hope being shared in this world through us will be fully established on earth. And um, I love that piece of it as well. And the kind of this song just really um, in full circle circle um, shares what it is as believers, as Jesus followers, uh, celebrate um, what it is that we commit our life to um, and what it is that we put our hope in. And I think that's why this song is so powerful to people. I think it's one that why um, people really, um, I don't know if cling on to is the right word, but it really resonates with them in a worship service. The only kind of, uh, like, I don't know, I don't want to say negative point, but only thing that I would love to change about this song is not even um, the writer's fault. It's more so our fault as people who sing uh, this song and worship to it. Is I, I, know, I don't know for you, but in most of my experiences, um, growing up hearing this song, well, I guess ever since 2015, but um, the most worship experiences where I've heard this song being sung, um, it's almost like people can't wait to get to the last verse. You know, like, it's like we kind of speed through these verses of, oh, yeah, Jesus died. Yeah, he rose again. That's awesome. Oh, praise his name forevermore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, oh, here's the verse that I'm waiting for. And it, and then everybody gets really, like, excited over that the the fact that Jesus will return. And I think like there's an honest feeling there of, you know, we go through a lot in this life and in our lives and a lot of trials and hurt and pain. And, you know, for a lot of us, we can't wait uh, to be in heaven. And I get that. Um, But I think a lot of times we miss out on the beauty of what Jesus did so that we can be a part of heaven. (laughs) You know, those first two verses uh, the first three verses are so beautiful and do such an amazing job of helping us refocus on everything that Jesus did, which is why we worship in the first place. So my only kind of struggle with this song is nothing to do with the lyrics or the way it's written or anything like that, but the way we approach it and that you know we so get so excited and celebrate um, the verse that talks about Jesus returning again when I think a lot of times we miss out on the beauty 
of what Jesus did so that we can have that hope in him returning again. So that's my only thing, and that's just a personal thing. No one else may have ever experienced that before, but that's kind of just something, and even a perspective that I've had to shift where, you know, a lot of times I couldn't wait to get that verse because that's a hope we have. It's something that we can celebrate, um, something that we put faith in, but a lot of times I got to kind of sit myself back and say, hey, no, like, you really need to celebrate what Jesus did so you can have that hope as well. So that's just something I wanted to throw out there too. But um, this song is great. Um, honestly, I could probably sing it in every worship experience that I'm a part of. Um, I think it just so perfectly shows who Jesus is and why it is that we follow him. So um, I hope that this kind of sparked something. Uh, maybe you didn't appreciate this song a whole lot. Maybe you didn't fully understand where it was going. Um, so hopefully this kind of got your mind going. As always, if you got any comments or questions, feel free to reach out. You can message us on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you again soon.